Week three of the NFL season is upon us. And today, I got my three favorite spreads and my two other leans that I really do like this upcoming Sunday. What's going on? My name's Austin from Colin Shot. I appreciate you for coming out to this video that gets posted every Wednesday at noon Eastern time. Last week's video was a doozy. We had Cowboys plus eight and a half, Cardinals plus six, Patriots money line. Even our two leans, which we don't count towards our official record, but the Jags plus a four and a half and the 49ers minus nine, both cash with ease. Our lone loss from last week's video was the Broncos team total over 27 and a half as they forgot how to score in the red zone. But either way, a 10 and four record on spreads and over unders to start the year at a 71% clip. Doesn't get better than that. And I don't know if that will continue the whole year long. I probably doubt it, but hopefully we continue to be dialed in and hopefully we continue to make you guys some money. If you are new to the call on our shot channel, do me a favor, go down below, hit that subscribe button. Also drop a like too. It only takes a second and it helps the channel grow. Closing in on 40,000 subscribers. Go get that done. I know the player props have been struggling so far. That's what we're known for on the Colin or Shot channel. Guarantee you those will turn around. We'll start with that this week. But my last note before I dive into my first pick, if you are new and you want to or interested in signing up for a new sports book, we got a bunch of cool different offers for Caesars. We have some risk-free bets. For BetMGM, we have deposit matches. Go check that link down below in the description, dimers.com slash COS. Use our link to help support the channel. If you sign up, use them and definitely go take advantage. Let's hop into my first pick though. Now in week one, we faded the Cincinnati Bengals. Checkmark was a success. Week two, we faded the Bengals again. Success. In week three, are we fading the Bengals and going with the New York Jets? Absolutely not. I will be taking the Bengals. Minus four and a half is my first pick for Sunday. Now let's talk about this. It's minus 110 on Caesars. And yes, I am a Jet fan. You can see the pennant behind me. But if you saw last week's victory, someone could say the Jets are back. But look, the Jets needed a miracle to get that win. They needed an onside kick. They needed to score two touchdowns in less than two minutes. And they got it done, surprisingly. I'm sorry if the Browns took a lot of your coin last week, or technically the Jets stole your coin. But let's talk about this one, because this is more about the Bengals, and I like them in this matchup. Now, the Bengals' offensive line, it's been brutal. I'd argue it hasn't even showed up for two weeks. They've been taking the weeks off. Maybe they're still in the preseason mode, but they've been terrible. 13 sacks allowed to Joe Burrow. And while he can definitely limit his number of sacks taken, they're still not giving him a lot of time back there. That's the most sacks allowed in the NFL this season. Second closest will be Jameis Winston at 10, and then next will be Stafford at eight. Now the Bengals have faced two elite defensive lines. I mean, they faced TJ Watt, who got injured at the end of that game in week one, and then Micah Parsons last week. So the defensive line is very good going against, against their offensive line. I think they're going to be a little bit better this week because the Jets don't have an elite pass rusher like that. The Jets have registered just three sacks to their name this season, and ESPN has a list of teams with the highest team pass rush success rate. And look at these. The Cowboys are fifth at a 52% success rate. Steelers 15th at 41%. The Jets, you have to go way down the list, 30th in the NFL at just a 29% success rate for pass rush. Like I don't see that pass rush getting any better this week. And there's another motivating fact for the Bengals. Well, the Jets beat them last season. No one expected the Jets to beat the Bengals, and it happened as the Jets were down by 11 with only 7 minutes, 29 seconds in the fourth quarter. They came back and won by three points. And that took Mike White, the backup QB, third string technically this year, to go for 37 for 45, 405 yards and three touchdowns. I know Joe Flacco did well last week, but I don't see the Jets being able to duplicate that QB, you know, success they had last year against this Bengals team. Also a stat, since 2003, the NFL teams that start the year 0-2 against the spread are 81-64, and 56% clip in week three. That is what the Bengals are. They're 0-2, not only straight up, but also against the spread. Give me the Bengals minus four and a half. I hate to fade my favorite team, but I don't trust the Jets at home in this matchup. I think the Bengals have to come out here and win this one, and I think they will get it done. Let's segue to my second pick, another team that's 0-2 against the spread, and another team that faced the Bengals in the Super Bowl, as I'll be riding with the Rams, minus 3.5 versus the Cardinals, which is minus 110 on DraftKings. Now, if you heard at the top, 
top of the show, we bet on the Cardinals last week. They get plus six. We didn't even need the six points as they won outright with that touchdown, fumble recovery for a touchdown, an electric win in overtime. But the reason we took them was they were on the road. This is a team and the Cardinals back at home in week three that has struggled at home under Cliff Kingsbury since 2019 when Kingsbury took over. They're 9-16 against the spread at home, fifth worst in the NFL. Since 2019, the Rams have owned this Cardinals team. They're 6-1 straight up. Their margin of victory is 9.71 points in those seven games. And while they did lose one last year to the Cardinals, that was in L.A. This is a Cardinals team that has notoriously struggled at home. They've been really bad at home the past two seasons. And they're, well, I mean, you look at this game, the last three games where the Rams have been at Arizona, been 30 to 23, 38 to 28, 34 to 7. They even spanked them in the playoffs when that game was at LA. I really like this team. We saw Kyler Murray having to make several highlight plays in week two just to get a win, to push that game to overtime, converting two point conversions. I mean, Kyler Murray was all over the field, but I think the Rams, who have seen him a little bit more than the Raiders have, will have a game plan for him. They obviously saw him spank him in week uh, in the playoffs last year. And look, the Rams didn't look great last week. I won't lie to you, they didn't look great in week one. I mean, they won last week against the Falcons 31 to 27 with Marcus Mariota and team kind of threatening him at the end of the game before Jalen Ramsey sealed it. Under Sean McVay, though, the Rams, 26-19 and 19 against the spread on the road. That's a 58% clip. And the Rams are also 5-0 in road openers under Sean McVay. They've won all their first road games of the season. I think they continue that. If you're giving us 3.5 points, I certainly think they can get that done, win by at least 4, potentially more than that. So Rams, minus 3.5, absolutely love it. As for my third and final pick, I know a lot of you guys will not like this one, but I have to do it as I'll be taking the Broncos money line, plus 105 on Caesars. You can take their spread at plus one and a half if you want to be safe, but like, give me the money line at plus value. Now, the Broncos, like the Bengals, like the Rams, 0-2 against the spread this season. I already referenced this stat since 2003. NFL teams that start the season 0-2 against the spread are 81-64 and against the spread in week three. That's a 56% clip. And while I'm not here to condone what the Broncos did last week or in week one in terms of getting into the red zone, because since 2000, they're the only team with five goal-to-go situations with no touchdowns to their name in those situations. It's the team that's been really struggling in the red zone. And Nathaniel Hackett, your head's on the chopping block, well, at least in fans' eyes, because this team's really, I don't know what they're doing in the red zone. I imagine they shore that up in week three against the 49ers. Now, look at the Broncos. They've gained the seventh most yards in the league. And while they don't have a lot of points to show for it, I do think they get back on track on Sunday against this 49ers ball club. Now, everyone's writing off the Broncos early. I mean, this is a team with a new QB and a new head coach. People are writing them off, but I think week three, they turn it around. This is a Broncos roster that's talented from the top to the bottom. Their offense, super talented. Defense, super talented. Talented, and I think they can certainly get it done. Russell Wilson, in his career, has owned the San Francisco 49ers. I don't have to remind 49ers fans. They're happy he's out of the division. But in his career, 16-4 and four, lifetime against the 49ers with 36 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Jimmy Garoppolo will start for the 49ers this week. Just sadly, Trey Lance obviously got injured last week. If you missed it, I believe he fractured his ankle. Get well soon, Mr. Trey Lance. But still, I'm not sold on Jimmy Garoppolo in this offense being able to get it done. I know they beat up on the Seahawks. Congrats to you guys That's last week. And I know you could say the comparison, well, the Seahawks beat the Broncos in week one. That was a much different game than obviously what they saw in week two to the 49ers. Now, through two weeks, Broncos defense has been great. Allowed the fifth fewest rushing yards per game in the NFL. The 49ers have a very good rush defense as well through two weeks. But at the end of the day, if we're both rush defenses are solidifying the run, not giving many yards there, 
Who do I trust more, Russell Wilson or Jimmy Garoppolo? I know people could say, you know, maybe based off the last week, the overreact and say Jimmy G's back and whatnot, but I really do think the Broncos get it done. I see on Action Network, everyone's writing off the Broncos. I see 85% of bets on the 49ers spread, 88% on 49ers money line. I don't think it's as free as people are claiming it and betting it to be. I think the Broncos come back here week three. They show exactly what team they are. They've been getting the yards, getting in the scoring position, haven't been converting. I think they convert here. They get back on track, and I think the Broncos money line get it done. Now, before I dive into my Survivor League pick, we've moved on to week three. I want to give you a couple leans. These went 2-0, but play at your own risk because I will not be putting any of my money on these, but I want to talk about them. My first one, Patriots, plus 3.5. Now, I did buy an extra point. As you can see, I put the odds, minus 124 on DraftKings. Now, to take it on the Ravens, not a surprise to see a lot of people riding with the Ravens. I mean, a lot of people were riding with the Steelers last week, and we see how that worked out. The Patriots went into, well, now it's not Heinz Field. They went into the Steelers Stadium and beat them. This is, people think this is a bad Patriots team, and while they might have Mac Jones, if people don't think too highly of him, there's still a talented ball club with Bill Belichick at the helm. Under Bill Belichick, the Patriots have been underdogs 19 times, 15-4 and four against the spread in those games. And while this Ravens team is probably due a bounce back after last week after choking away their lead to the Dolphins, I'm not too sold on the Ravens so far this season. Their defense... Ton of miscues last week. Ton of unread, ton of defensive cornerbacks playing the wrong coverages, leading to wide open guys down the field like Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. And I just don't know if that's going to be fixed in one week. I love what I've seen out of the Patriots defense. Very elite squad. And Lamar Jackson has played the Patriots once at New England back in 2020. That was with Cam Newton as the QB for the Patriots. The Ravens lost by six in that contest. It's extremely tough to go into New England in their first home game this year. They've been on the road in weeks one and two. First home game for New England. I think it's a lot for the Ravens to get done. Maybe they win by three, which is why I kind of like them plus three and a half. Being the Patriots. I just didn't want to make an official play because I hate rooting for the Patriots two weeks in a row. Now for my other lean, and you guys are going to hate this one. Colts plus six and a half. Now, this is an ultimate... You're just betting against the squares and you're betting against the people that are just going out there and putting the Chiefs in every parlay. I mean, no one, and I mean, not even me. That's why it's a lean, wants to bet the Colts in week three. But I think it's a sharp play. And you watched them last week. They lost 24 to zero to the Jaguars, losing for their eighth straight time in Jacksonville. That's not what the NFL is all about. I mean, people are going to overreact and say, yeah, right off this Jags team, this Colts team. They're stick. Write them off, never betting on them again. I understand where you're coming from in there, but people overreact week to week in the NFL. It's only week two and people have written off this Colts team, which a lot of people had high hopes for coming into the year. Not a surprise to see them struggle out of the gates with a new QB. And the Chiefs are great on paper. Yes, they got Patrick Mahomes, they got Travis Kelsey, they got all these guys doing things, but it's still the coldest team that's very talented. They still got Matt Ryan, an elite quarterback. And while he hasn't looked elite through two weeks, he's still very good. He's still a good QB. And they still got Jonathan Taylor. Those two guys can keep you in any football game. And the fact that they're only plus six and a half at home here, I think they could keep this one close. I'm not by any means saying that the Chiefs come out here, lay an egg and lose to the Colts outright. But the Colts, this is kind of a game where you got to show a little bit of heart. Whether you lose this one in close fashion, that could go a long way for the rest of the season. So don't be surprised if the Colts keep it close on Sunday. I'm not just the lean because I don't want to put my money onto this Colts team after what I've seen so far this year. But just be careful. We know everyone, everyone, and I mean everyone, you probably out there, woken up on Sunday. Okay. Chiefs are going in every single one of my parlays, and I'm just saying it's not that easy. Just look at the people that were betting the Bengals last week against a, a Cooper Rush-led Cowboys team. Just saying, it's the NFL. Don't overreact to just one or two weeks. The Colts are a decent football team. I think they get back on track this week and cover that plus six and a half. Now, Survivor League time. In week one, we took the Ravens. That cashed. In week two, we took the Rams. We moved on to week three. And we're going to go with the Chargers this weekend as they take on the Jaguars. The Chargers are at home. They're seven-point favorites, and... I don't love betting against the Jaguars after we've seen what they did last week, but 
This is a team that has notoriously struggled on the road. Trevor Lawrence hasn't been great on the road, and they've had the Colts number for several years. Like I said, they won eight straight for, in Jacksonville against Indianapolis. And I think the Chargers, while we know Justin Herbert is banged up, he's had, what, you know, Thursday through the whole week to Sunday to get rested and get ready and re really healthy. I think the Chargers are going to get this one done. I hate trust in the Chargers, but this is a different team from you know, the past five or so years. This is an elite defense for the Chargers, led by Mack and obviously J.C. Jackson, who returned last week. They can certainly get it done, and I think the Chargers are a safe pick. I looked at the rest of their year on their schedule, and you look at it, they really only have a couple matchups where you're like, absolutely, I'm in. Like, they take the Houston Texans next week, and they play the Atlanta Falcons later this year. Both of those are on the road. You never really know in a road team. So I like the Chargers at home. It advances to week four of their Survivor League. There were a lot of people that lost last week. Glad the Rams clutched up for us. But that's my Survivor League pick for the people. Those are my three picks for the video. Those are my two leans i appreciate you guys for always for tuning into this video thanks for hitting that like button thanks for subscribing if you are new look we can't do it without you guys let's have another great week we've been crushing these spreads and over-unders we'll have our player props videos out a little bit later on depending on when you're watching they're probably already live by now but i appreciate you guys as always for tuning in zostin make sure you go use those dimers.com so cos links so that you sign up for the sports books and you help the channel grow thank you guys again for supporting the channel see you guys next week peace